long-term damage. How can I say that? We are the product of damage. Put it simple. We've been damaged if we can't answer these five questions. And we're a recipient of the system that the Prince of Darkness designed to make sure we don't know these answers. You see, the whole world system thrives off ignorance. The whole system of the uh, darkness thrives off of um, poverty. The whole system of darkness thrives off crime. The whole system of darkness thrives off division. The whole system of darkness thrives off hatred. The system of darkness cannot exist without that. The whole 40-hour work week, the whole economical system that's in our government in the United States could not exist if those things were not there. The 40-hour work week is there for people to work for someone else to make them money. Now, Bill Gates, Elon, Elon Musk, and all these other guys, if they didn't have people to do the work for them, what do you actually think they'll have the money they have? They're not getting out there and doing it. You got to have a working class of people. And you have to put in measures to control that servitude, that class of people who are going to labor and sweat and make the rich folk rich. Now, it's interesting how that the European uh, use uh, only 2% of the population and they own 38% of the wealth in this country. It's interesting in it. It's interesting how Asians who immigrated here uh, at, at passing the uh, European descent as well as the, they're not passing you because of the percentage uh, the population, total population versus the population of these ethnic groups, you look at 2% of 100% population, that's a small number. So they up there. Now the Asians, they, they rising up, you know, and everybody's rising up based on a working class that's being controlled. The minds are being controlled to stay on the bottom. You see? So, <sighs> communicate this. So if you take away poverty, if you take away the working class, you take away those who have been programmed to go to school, get your diploma, go to college, get a degree, and get a job. If you take away that system of thinking and programming, then everybody will be out here being entrepreneurs. Even if you work doing your own work for yourself as your company, you're doing your own label, labor, you know, you're doing it yourself. You can't be two people uh, 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 owning a business, owning a company, and making your own money and paying yourself. That, that, that won't work. That is not going to work. And so the system, what it uses, entertainment, uh, and any entertainment you can think of is inclusive of all of it. Sports entertainment, gaming entertainment, movies, uh, uh, celebrity shows, what you call these, these personal things they be showing in personal life, reality, anything to keep the mind of the working people occupied and distracted from who they are. The music, the primary uh, objective of the music industry 
is to influence people to think a certain way. You seeing it? And all, all this stuff is here. The fashion industry thrives off a lack of knowledge of identity. You see? So long as we are suffering from symptoms, then it's not the suffering from symptoms that's more important. It's the system that's controlling us is what we need to really attack. So discovering your purpose attack the system. It takes the limits. Look, educational system is the one, one of the most damaging systems that's in place. You take a test. What is it called now? The ACT test? What, is that what it's called? You take a, a, and if you make real high, they give you more money to go to college to be an educated, educated slave. Put it like that. Still, you're going to work for somebody. The lower you make, the less money you get. Now, you went took the test, and it just wasn't your day that day. And it wasn't based on stuff you see every day. You know if you uh, use your brain 11%, you consider a genius. Yeah. Only 1% above 10, because they say we, use, we only use 10%. So if you go a, a percent above 10, then you're a genius. Now, let's say you're using 30% of your brain, but you make 15 on the ACT, so the education system tell you that you are ignorant, you dumb. You below average in your intellect. Biggest lie ever heard. Biggest lie. Some of the uh, most impactful people who possess uh, more power and testimonies for the kingdom were people who didn't graduate from school. And you look in the world secular system, some of the most wealthiest people don't have a college degree. Because they say, okay, I know how to read, I know how to write, I can add, I got it. I don't need to know all that other stuff. I got it. That's all I need. And basically, that's the only reason I see having an educational system. And that is so we will learn the language of the government, the language of the culture, the language of the business uh, world, the language uh, that would help me communicate so I can serve my gift to others. And in return, I receive income. That's, that's all we need, really. You see. So all this other stuff limit and restrict the intellect and it, the system education system tell us how smart we are now how could my mother who couldn't write couldn't read take a carburetor how did she come up with an idea because we didn't have the money to get the carburetor fixed on the truck and the truck was a backbone that we needed how how could she come up with an idea with no education to take part by part off the carburetor and put a number by it we wrote the numbers and then get the new parts and go in reverse and put it back together. Copperator work, we crank the truck up and we go on to work. I mean, how could that happen without a proper education? That's proof that the education system doesn't determine who we are, how bright we are, how intelligent we are, and how smart we are. It, it don't work like that. I couldn't wait to get out of school. I had stuff to do. You know, I, I didn't even, I don't even know where my hat at. I know my robe got blew away in a tornado back when I was involved in West Memphis. I don't even have a school picture, high school. I didn't even take the picture. I said, I got to go to work. You know, I was working full time. I got stuff to do. I ain't thinking, just get me out of here. Just give me the diploma, let me go. That's how I thought. And my wife got on me about that because she was looking for me and couldn't find me. I said, you're not going to find no high school picture. You know, I, I didn't do any of that. Because the environment I was raised up in, even though 
our environment wasn't as lucrative as others, but it was more lucrative than others because my environment produced a young man that didn't have no restrictions on him and let nobody else tell me who I am. Don't tell me what I can't do now. Now, if that environment wasn't there like that, then you would be able and others would have been able to tell me what I can and can't do. Well, you can't pass that test. Yeah, oh, I can't pass. Ain't nobody else doing it. Well, you can't own no business. You come from the other side of the track. Yeah, that's right. So I might as well go get a job, you know. So it wasn't there. So when we evaluate our environment and what made us who we are, we can use natural, secular uh, evaluation methods to determine that. Purpose. Purpose. My mama told me I can be a millionaire if I want to. Daddy told me, just look ahead and prepare, and anywhere you want to go, you can go there. Neither one of them had education. Both of them came out of plantation, both of them, you see. So, and then you got others whose parents were educated, I mean, nice houses, all this good stuff, and were told all through your life, quit daydreaming. That's, that's not going to happen. Uh, you, you need to make sure you, whatever you're thinking about, that is something within means that you can, you can do. You know, don't try to own a business. Just go get a good corporate job. Get your good government job, you know, and get settled down and take care of your family. Don't be trying to do all that other stuff. You're right. All right, so these five questions. One of them is who, who am I? Who am I? Identity. Who am I? We always have to ask the question, who am I? I'm a black man. They don't answer. That's, that's not who you are. I'm a white man. That's not who you are. I'm a man. That's not who you are. I'm a woman. That's not who you are. Well, you know, I'm a football player. That's not who you are. I'm a basketball player. That's not, that's not who you are. We have to find out who am I as relates to our identity. Well, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a product of the Bantu Hebrew tribe. I'm a product of the ancient Hebrew Israelites. All right? That still don't tell you who you are. Even though lineage is important, you know, that doesn't define who you are. I'm going to tell you something. Doing it that way have caused some problems because people from somewhere else think they're better than people from over here. And, uh, and the people from down south think they're better than the people from up north. People from England think they are better than the people from Australia. People from Africa think they're better than the people from the United States. Did you know uh, the Hebrew black uh, native born Hebrews that were borrowed over here and subject to uh, slavery, uh, that Africans and other islanders think that they are less than what they are because you was a slave? Yeah. I, I say it. I, don't, I, I ain't scared of nobody. You know, I say it and I see it. Now, if the identity and who is more than who was not determined by that, but, but was determined from the right source, all that division wouldn't be there. I don't care where you're from, we can get along. I don't care where you're from, I don't look down on you. My culture is not better than yours because I know who I am. So when looking at identity, we have to go back to who created us. Look at Bereshit 1 and 26. Bereshit 1 and 26. So discovering purpose will eliminate racial hatred. Well, I'm at the bougie club, and you are the hoodoo club, so we better than y'all. 
Both groups don't know who they are. Neither group know who they are. Well, my, my team won, so my team better than yours. That No, 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 no. That, that, that's not it. You see it, entertainment, competition, keep people divided, keep nations divided. How many fights broke up, break out, and riots break out after a soccer game or a football game or a basketball game because of a bad call? Entertainment. It's a Roman product of colonization to entertain the people to keep their minds off the real issues of life. Entertain them, give them a religion, formulate a religion to control what they believe in, entertain them to keep them distracted, and we'll continue to rule. That's what the ecclesia did. Where the word church come from. And you got church people think they are better than other people. Well, y'all don't do it the way we do. And we're, 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 I mean, we're word people. Well, we're power people. We, we, we of this and we of that. And all of it is division and separation. All right. So Elohim created who? He created what? Mankind in what? In his image and in what? His likeness. He created mankind. Elohim created mankind in his image and in his likeness. Who am I? I'm a product of Elohim. I'm a product of El, the sovereign ruler who created everything that exists. Watch this now. If I'm a product, if I can get a black and then white letters would be great. Uh, if I'm a product of Elohim, then that is, uh, he is the source of my identity. Now watch this right here. If, and we are, a product of Elohim, and that is where we get our identity, then we always were and always will be. We, he, listen, we were not created when our bodies were, were formed. We were not created when the father spoke his word into the earth, into some dust that he had made a body out of. Out of. We, we didn't start in the book of Barashit. We are product of what he created and whatever and whoever the father create was already in him. He simply take out of what's in him and manifest it in the present. Watch this. Our future is never present uh, uh, in the future. Our future is always present. Everything that takes place in the future is a product of what we release from our present. Presently, we are living beings. Presently, we are products of the creator who created everything. If you can find out where the father began and where he started to live, then you can find out where you begin and where you started to live. To live, and I'm gonna tell you right now, you can't find it because he always was and he always is. Therefore, we always were and we always is. That means that if I identify with that, then I'm not afraid of the future 
because the future is already in me. I have no depression and have no let letdown about what's going to happen tomorrow because I know that tomorrow is today in me every day. And whatever I release out of me today will determine and produce the, the, the tomorrow how and what I want it to be. But we won't think like that if we don't know our identity. Y'all catching it? If we don't know our identity, who am I? I'm Ben Elohim. We are sons of the sovereign ruler. That scripture over in Tehillim where it said you are gods, that's a bad translation. And to have people out here with I'm a God on their T-shirt. You are not a God. And if you're not born again, you're not a son of God. You must be born again to become a son of Elohim. So by us being sons of Elohim, everything that's in my father is in us. When my father, and he has no beginning, no ending, so as my father exists, I was always in existence. We were always in existence in him. Always. We're eternal beings. And in the beginning, we had eternal bodies to go with our eternal spirit and soul. The eternal body was lost. Eternity in the body was lost when our father, earthly father, rebelled, made a decision and rebelled against the creator father. They rebelled against the government. And when they did that, the eternal body that was designed to be on earth and keep them on the earth throughout eternity to rule, to govern, and to manage the earth was lost. So now, when that body ceased to function, the spirit and soul has to go back to his, its maker, his maker, or have to go in a holding place if that spirit and soul was in a state of rebellion. You see it in there? That's what uh, death is, separation, physical death, spiritual death. Spiritual death is being separated from the living father and his spirit. And if a person die like that in separation from the father, then they remain like that. They go into a holding place until the final judgment where they remain, be put in a eternal place of separation from the father. It's called hell. If a person is in fellowship with the father, not living a right life of rebellion, when that body ceased to function, that person, spirit and soul, will go back to the father in the country, the kingdom of heaven, and reside there until the great righteous throne judgment. We, we are eternal. So that's, and we will receive a what? New body, a glorified body. Those who were in a state of rebellion when they went through physical death would not receive a new glorified body. The body that they were in prior to them departing this earth would be resurrected and they would stand before the righteous throne judgment and go to the eternal place of separation. So we identity, if we, if we can get that, it's not hard to live right. We don't live right because that's what we identify with temporary. All right. Where did I come from? Our source. Where did I come from? Where did we come from? We came from the kingdom, the place, the country of heaven, 
we were birthed out by our father. We identify, you identify with who you come from. Father, source, father, source. I was thinking about this, how that uh, a system of ignorance relative to family structure is in place in the, in the realm of darkness. And how that the old serpent has successfully constructed mindsets in people and families to denounce fathers and source, to separate from fathers and source, to dishonor fathers and source, to glorify the door by which the source came through, which is the, the woman. You know, women rule the world. Y'all did know that, don't you? Even with names, watch this right here. The father would always, always receive the name for that child. Adam, all, Adam is the one who named everything and everybody. For the exception of Matzah Ezenegad, the heavenly father named her Matzah Ezenegad. When she rebelled against the government of the kingdom, then Adam stepped in and named her Hava, which is translated or transliterated into the English word Eve as though Hava became a citizen of England, a product of Greek and Roman theology. Every name you see in scripture that has been changed is a product of Greek, Greek, Greco-Roman theology and is a product of the English culture of colonization. That has to sink in. That has to sink in. Everything, he named everything before she was even brought on the scene. You see it? The father would always. Now, in these days, the mother is naming. You know, in this culture, which is not the culture of the kingdom, the government of the kingdom of heaven. It's not a culture. You want to know about the culture of the government kingdom of heaven, then you have to go back to the ancient uh, Hebrews who possessed knowledge of the culture of the kingdom. You, or you have to look in scripture and make sure what they were doing was a part of the original precept, idea, plan that the father had for his family. I'm ready to get back in family teaching also. So in that culture, watch this, even with Abram, his name was changed to Abraham because he uh, cut a covenant with the heavenly father. And what the father did, he took his last name, the last two letters of his name, and added it to Abram, and you have Abraham covenant. See, the father still dealing with the names and the covenant of the source fathers, and then the father would come up with the name for the child. So now you have women naming the children, and what that does is server, it server that source and identity in the spirit realm from where the child come from. So you got these kids acting up, all kind, doing all kind, yes, fill in the blank, because of ignorance of identity and ignorance of father source. See, women primarily, one of the most powerful gifts that resides in women is influence. One of the most powerful gifts that reside in men is to acclaim, to proclaim, to announce, to decree, to declare what things are. And whatever he said they were, that's what they were. The father backed them up. He said, Adam, I'm not going to name this stuff. You name all this stuff. You the source, you're the father by which all humankind is going to come from, so you be the one to name everything they'll come in contact with. Y'all catch it? So when you see this, and I know one person purposely, <clears throat> I said they don't know it, they're trying to server the, the, the spirit 
of the bloodline and the generation from these children from their source father by naming them something the mama came up with or grandmama came up with. Ignorance. Now, I want to say all that so we can understand that we talk about purpose, this ain't no joke. It's not a joke. All right, so where did I come from? We came from who? The father. Check uh, Yeremiah who. Look at Yeremiah who 4, and we're going to read a couple of verses there. And let's see what the father had to say about Yeremiah who in terms of connecting him with his identity, connecting him with his source. And we're going to see that we were in, in existence before we were formed in our mother's womb. See, and when we, uh, when we uh, were put together in our mother's womb, that's when we were called or separated. We were created prior to that. <clears throat> you got that, Jeremiah uh, 1 and 1? Jeremiah 1 and 1. All right. And we're going to uh, look uh, begin at verse 4. Verse 4. I'm going to keep talking. They'll get it up. Y'all see it. He said, before I formed you in the womb, Yermiyahu, I knew you. Now, how could he know him prior to him being formed in his mother's womb if he was not already in him? Before conception took place, I already knew you because you were in me. You are a product of who I am. Wow. Man, I'm a product of who he is, so you can't, hey, <laughs> clothes don't make me. Cars, trucks, and houses don't make me. That stuff, all that stuff is below me. Is it not below the Father? Then it's below you. Y'all catching this? Is poverty a part of the Father existing? No. So it's not a part of you. I don't care if you got two and a half cents and eating uh, crackers and sardines. You are just like the Father is, and in him there is no shortage. The challenge is getting out of you presently into the manifestation in the natural and walking in it. All right, so he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. See, purpose was put in us before we, our mothers went through that, you know, that labor. Purpose was put in us. The minute that conception took place, purpose was deposited within us. And that purpose that was deposited in us was already in existence. It's, it's three things. Uh, purpose is more important than plans. Purpose is more important than plans. Purpose precedes plans. Purpose is more powerful than plans. The, the scripture said his purpose will always what? Prevail, right? His purpose will always prevail. So if I'm fighting against my own purpose, that may be the reason I'm still irritated about some things. That could be a part of that frustration and got us out here running here, doing this, doing that, trying to get a, a real sense of being satisfied, never being satisfied, almost getting there, not getting there, because you're actually fighting against yourself. The Father's purpose, we can't defeat his purpose. Our purpose, your purpose, my purpose, will stand even when I'm standing against it, I'll never win. My purpose will always win. 
when I get into my purpose, I begin to go forth then. The reason I'm going forth is because there's nothing standing against me. All things work together for good for those who love, obey, and reveal the heart of the Father who are called according to his, which is his provision. Provision has already been provided in my purpose. If I'm running short on provision, it's because my purpose is standing against me and won't provide. And if I'm a product of identifying with this system of limitation and restriction to tell me I got to work and retire and then go on vacations and then do some things, then I'm standing, my purpose is fighting that. That's why you don't like going to work. That's why you feel sick on Monday morning. That's why you can't stand doing what you are doing. That's why. That's why you're impatient. That's why you quit this job, go to that job. Quit that job, go to that job. And still the same thing is there. Your purpose is standing and saying, nope, it's not going to work. You're not going to feel good. Nope, you're supposed to be like that. Nope, it's not, it's not just, it's not going to happen. Go to college for 10 years and still unsatisfied. People with three, four college degrees flipping burgers right now. Because that educational system told him, this is how you get somewhere. But there are limitations with it. And that dream that that person had when they was four or five years old, they walked away from that. Because somebody told them, oh, they, they hiring at FedEx. The government hiring, you better go get that job. You get, better go spend $100,000 on, on college. And you could have took that and invested in business and hired the people that came out of college since they was unwilling to break from that system. Purpose. Somebody say purpose. Where are we? Where are we? All right. Who, where did I come from? That's where we came from. So, uh, yes, it's important to know your father, families. I, I, I was, what, 60 before I found out my granddad's name. I didn't even know his name. I didn't even know his name. My wife was instrumental in searching, searching, searching until I can at least know my granddaddy's name. And his name is William. And Sadie. Is it Sadie? My grandma? Sally. Yeah. You know, they're European names, slave, slave names. But at least I know now, you know. So it's, it's and, and through some other research, that's how I found out that we're a product of the Hebrews. I've been knowing it all the time. Most of us are, you know. I've been knowing it. That's good to know that so you'll know what mindset or what your ancestors stood for. But it's better to go back to the creator. You getting it? That's where I come from. Then why am I here? Why, why are we here? The big why. You got all of these go together. You can't get one and not have the other. Why am I here? Oh, I'm here to play football. Why am I here? Oh, I'm here to have babies. Why am I here? Oh, I'm here to work and retire and get a good job. Why am I here? I'm here to sing. Why am I here? I'm here to jump. Why am I here? I'm here to dance. Why am I here? I'm, I'm, no, none of that. None of that. None of that is included in purpose. None of that. Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? Mandate. Somebody say mandate. We are here because the Father created a earth. And he said, I'm going to take my family out of me and give them what I got and give them a responsibility to make this earth and pattern 
exactly how I patterned heaven, the place, the country of heaven. That's, that's why we're here to, what he said, to subdue, to rule, to manage, to govern the earth and bring it into the likeness of the kingdom of heaven. Look at, go back to Bereshit 1 and 26. We're going to read it this time. All right. Bereshit 1 and 26. Y'all getting some? Okay, so, <clears throat> all right, here we go. 1 and 24, where's 25, 26? Then Elohim said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, over all wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the earth, and you don't see not one woman or man in that category mentioned. We are not to rule over each other. We are not to dominate and govern each other. That's out of order. I'm going to say it again. That's out of order. People, because of this system, people want to rule over each other. You black, I'm going to rule over the white. We white, we're going to rule over the black. You big, I'm going to rule over the small. You small, I'm going to rule over the big. Everybody want to rule over and dominate somebody. That's the spirit of witchcraft and sorcery. It comes from darkness. You see it in there? All right. And that word, when he said, uh, let them, uh, where is it? That word rule, the word kingdom is in there. The word king is in there also. You catching it? The word prince is in there. The word ruler is in there. See, as a prince king in the earth, we rule and govern the earth. Why did he want us? To rule and govern the earth. What, what did he want us to do with it? Now, now why am here, and we're gonna go right into what I'm gonna do. These gonna tie, these gonna tie. What can I do? These gonna tie together. All right. So now he says, and look at um, look at 215. Now let's get 28 verse. Elohim blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. That's not just talking about with other human beings. Fill the earth with the culture and the laws, the system that the kingdom of heaven operates by. I cannot fill the earth with the laws, with the culture, with the system that the kingdom of heaven operate on if I don't know them. Now he didn't leave them nor us uneducated in terms of how to do what we were put here to do. You seeing it? All right, now let's go to um, 28. Elohim blessed them, empowered them, the Hebrew word Baruch, and said to them, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth, subdue it, rule over. Same thing. All creation you rule over, right? Now look at 215. 215. Bereshit 215. What does it say? Then Yahweh Elohim did what? That word man is Adam. He took Adam. And look at the Hebrew, Aleph Dalit Mim. First. 
Adam, Aleph, Dalet, Mim. Right. And within the word Aleph, Aleph, Dalet, Mim, you have the word Aleph first, or the father's first, Dalet, Mim, spell blood. You seeing it? Here's some precepts in there. The father, who was the source, his first blood was another father, in which all other bloodlines would come from. So when you start tracing stuff, you want to stick with the father's bloodline. If you look over the father's bloodline, you have violated, violated a principle of the kingdom. Why do you think the enemy is destructive of destroying fathers? He just won't. If, if you're going to be a father and he can't stop you, then he's going to make you a female father and try to stop you that way, or take a female and make her a father. In other words, he's going to try to infeminize the male and masculize the female. So in you, if you look at the broke system, the cursed system of entertainment, the men who get the main role play and the most money are the infeminized men, and the women that get the most money and, 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 and top roles are the masculine women. How many movies you see where the women in charge? I know y'all watching TV. I don't care what the color is, black or white, the woman in charge. And how many movies you see a black man in charge who have been infeminized? It's very seldom you see those who maintain their masculinity. And we talked about this in our meeting, Brothers Birth of the Same Womb. The testosterone level have been purposely programmed to be lower through the food that's being eaten. They have already proven that future generations, or you go back, those men had more testosterone than these guys do today. So now they're cute. That's why I don't like the word cute. Now you understand me more. I don't be saying stuff just to be saying. Don't call my son cute. He is not cute. Don't try to infeminize him. Well, well he is. No, he ain't. It isn't. Sorry, it isn't. Call my daughter cute. Continue to speak word, words of femininity toward her, but words of masculinity toward him. And don't encourage him in being cute and looking like a woman. All that, all that is part of the system plan to demasculate, de to lower the masculinity. Lord of masculinity. So Elohim took Adam and put him in the place in ancient Eden, Akabul, in present day called Africa, in a place on this earth, whereas he had full access to the kingdom of heaven, the country, the place. He had full access. He was to grow from this place, spread out and spread the culture and the laws of the kingdom of heaven on the whole earth. Why do you have to do that? Because a lawless spirit was occupying the earth. Prior to Adam being created and Masa Izanigad coming on the scene, a war of rebellion happened in the kingdom, the country, the place of heaven, whereas the one of the praise and worship leaders, the singing, Malak called Angel looked in the mirror at himself and he saw that he was cute and he could sing 
and he could play and he could dance and he recognized the influence that went along with that ministry. He said, I can take this influence and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like Elohim and I'm going to exalt myself above all created beings and I'm going to sit and rule the congregation in the earth. See, the father, we was already in him. The congregation was already planned. He had knowledge in him. And then Yahshua said, when he said, I'm going to sit on the uh, sides of the north, the seat of the congregation. That's what he was talking about. So what's called the church, he had to come up with another word in order to occupy. He had to get rid of congregation or idea or the assembly, which is kahal. That's the original Hebrew words for assembly and the ambassadors. He had to get rid of that language and replace that language with his language so he could communicate the language of darkness to other dark spirits and establish a dark system. I just told you earlier that the ex ecclesia are responsible for uh, producing, creating a religion to govern the people's hearts and entertainment to govern their minds to keep them occupied. Enter in and occupy. You're catching it. He had to do that. Now, you look at the Greek ecclesia have been translated into the English word church. The same intent of the spirit is on the word. And that is to entertain people and give them a religion to control their hearts, to control their culture. That's why you have denominations. That's why you have division. It was all uh, produced and emanated from Greco-Roman theology and Roman law. The Roman government started the ecclesia, the universal church. And we've been around, I'm going to church, going to church, carrying it. See, just keeping that spirit alive, keeping it going, keeping it in place so other things can be put in place. Now you got men who, a man who was laying up sexually with another man, pastoring the church. You have a woman who is laying up and being intimate sexually with another woman pastoring the church. That is a direct rebellion against the order and law of creation. In other words, it's a direct rebellion against the source father. You are not father. I'm my own father. And then when people be, well, you know, this pastor, that's look, that's not a pastor. That's a fake. Well, this pastor he got caught, he had, uh, had about 10 babies with the women in it because he's not a pastor. He's a fake pastor. Prove it. Uh, Corinthian, uh, is it 10? Let's look at it. Y'all already know where I'm going. Which one is it? I had no idea we were going to talk about all this in purpose. I got some scripture. Well, I've been in scripture, haven't I? Okay. What is that, 11? Or 10. Y'all get it? We don't mean to call it out, ain't you? All right. <clears throat> so don't think just because a person say that they are pastor that they are. There's a big difference in a true pastor and one, I think it's uh, 10, and one that say that they are pastor. And we're going to show you in scripture. Well, Sheo talk about that. What is it, Renee? 
11 and 13. Bayet uh, Corinthians 11 and 13. Now, can y'all see why it's so important that we update our semantics and definition of terms and agree with the kingdom definition of terms and semantics? Because long, see, words uh, carry power. Language carry power. When we say things, the same power and authority that Adam was given in the beginning haven't left. Satan know this. He know that we, when we say stuff, our words have created power. He know this. Now, he says here, uh, let's look at it. 13, for such people are what? False emissary, false shalak. False shalak. That apostle come from Greek. I stay away from it. A better word is emissary. So false shalaks, deceitful workers, masquerading as shalaks of the Messiah. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as a, as a what? Malak of light. That's the word for angel in Hebrew. It is not surprising then if his who? Servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, but their end will be what their actions deserve. So don't trip. Quit tripping. Quit tripping. I don't even post the stuff. Because I'm not a part of the church. I'm a part of the kingdom. I'm a son of Elohim. Ambassador of the Messiah. Born again. I cannot be a part of something that the Father never created nor Yeshua established. But if you don't know the meaning and won't receive it because of mind control through religious doctrine, that means that you are a product of this crooked system of darkness, and that belief system is a symptom that's given proof of it. See, when religion is holding the mind and restrict a person from coming into the light, that's a symptom of a contaminated dark belief system that's on the inside that's been there for, throughout the ages. It's been here. It's been here a long time. It didn't just start. All right. So let's go back to Barashi 2 and 15. Barashi 2 and 15. Words. I, 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 know, I know it don't sound like the Sunday morning message. Don't intend it to. I know people out there don't like it. I don't expect you to like it. They didn't like you sure. The more people don't like me, I know I'm, I'm, I'm pattering Yeshua even more. The chief priest, the big bishop of the whole denomination and his board of elders and his board of teachers called a meeting. They came out with their robes and their big long cars and all that stuff. Came to the man's house, Yeshua, and said, tell us. By what authority are you teaching and doing these things? Why are you fighting against the church? Why are you trying to be so different and radical and wild and out there? He said, I tell you what. I answer your question if you answer my question. Tell me about Yochanan and his baptism of Yochanan. And was he sent from heaven? Or was he 
a product of your ordination. Tell you what, brothers, let's go, let's go in and have a meeting. Let's talk about this before we answer this matter. And they start discussing, well, if we say from heaven, next thing he's going to say, well, how come we don't believe in a yoke and on? And then if we say uh, we are ordained them, uh, no, he said, they're going to say we, we didn't believe. And then they're going to say if, if, if it's something that man made or we made, then the people going to gonna start tripping because they know he was of Elohim. They know he was sent from heaven. So they told the bishop, the big bishop stood up. We will not answer you in this matter. I'm the bishop of this entire country. And we're not going to answer. You sure say, that's cool. I'm not going to answer y'all. I'm not telling you nothing. Why, who I'm doing, this authority I'm operating in, I'm not telling you. Who gave it to me, I'm not telling you. And then he turned around and kept on teaching. Food and religious folk. He was amazing. I, I was laughing this morning. I said, man, my our brother, boy, he didn't deal with them folk. That's why I say I don't debate with nobody. You ask me a question, I ask, I ask you one. You can answer mine, I answer yours. If you try to get away from my answer, then I'm going to get away from your answer. You know how people want to answer, they, they'll go another way. Well, I'm going to go another way. Well, why, why, why y'all... Uh, uh, here, what's, 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 give me something you, you all are hearing. Something you, you've been hearing. Give me something. Why y'all why don't say Jesus? Well, why you do say Jesus? Why uh, y'all why say kingdom? Why you say church? Why y'all don't celebrate Christmas? Why you do? Now you tell me why you do that, and then I tell you why I do what I do. And if you hang around, you're gonna get educated. Now, I want you to hang around. They didn't hang around. They they hit the hit the road. They 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 hit the road, Jack. Two fifteen. Let's get back two fifteen. All right. Now, so he formed. I mean, he formed Adam's body, right? And then in two fifteen, he commanded him to do what? To where we at? The man, and, and okay, I talked about God, and so, you know, that's a place where the culture is avail available there to develop the product that the Father wanted to uh, get, and that was what? Human beings in his what? Image and in his likeness, not people who are not born again. See, the whole rebellion act wasn't a part of this. All right? Now, uh, he said to work it and take care of it, Right? To work it or attend it and take care of it. That word work or attend is the Hebrew word abed. I'm beyet daulet. Abed or some say abad. And it doesn't mean slave. Ain means vision, revelation through knowledge. Beyet means what controls the inside. What system is in me that's controlling my thinking? All right. And then... Daulet means what? Having access, entryway. It also uh, has to do, Daulet, uh, Daulet, Lamed, Mim, is spiritual access. Daulet, Daulet, right? No, it's Daulet, Mim, Tar. No, Daulet, Lamed, Tar. So authority, and then Tar has to do with covenant. 
So I have access to the authority of the covenant of the kingdom. And that access I have, that covenant that's in me, is what control my thinking. And what's in me that control my thinking is produce my vision. So he had a, what the father told him to do was take the vision that's in you, that you have in you as a result of you being taught my covenant that we're in agreement with and colonize, cultivate the earth. You seeing it? That's what we're supposed to do. We have to get the word in us. We have to get the will and the plan of the Father in us. When we get born again, that put us back in a position of what? Righteousness. That's where we fail from, not from heaven, from the position of righteousness. And we get our spiritual authority to connect heaven and earth back. Man never lost authority on earth. He lost authority to connect heaven and earth. That's the authority that he, he gave to the enemy. Because man still dominate earth. Demons cannot come in you if you don't want them to. You still have authority by being the only legal vessel or agent in the earth to operate in the earth. That authority was not lost, but the spiritual authority was. Now, Yeshua, there's a man in heaven who possess authority in heaven and in earth who connect with us. He got that authority back. He got it. Then he, in turn, delegated it to us. Originally, Yeshua was not, he didn't have authority. Y'all get this now. He didn't have authority in the earth. No, he did not. He gave that authority to man. Let them rule in the earth. We going back to the country, the kingdom, the place of heaven. Two kings cannot rule the same territory. Y'all catching this? Now Yeshua has become a man now. And this man is sitting or uh, seated in the place of authority back where he was. But it's different now because he is a man and sovereign ruler in heaven who have full access in the earth. So the king in heaven now also have rulership in the earth because he is a man and he ruled through us and with us in the earth. Two kings cannot dominate the same territory. This is why it's so important to understand that Yeshua is king in heaven and in earth. So he has full permission to do whatever he wants to do in earth and to authorize, sanction, and empower us to do the same thing. Whatever Yeshua did, we can do. Why? Because he have authority in the earth that we have in the earth. Heaven and earth has been connected back together again by a man because a man is the one who disconnected it. He says, the works that I'm doing, the vision that I have in me, the covenant that I have in me, that I'm using to raise the dead, turn water to wine, heal the sick, cast demons out, that same covenant you will do and even more than what I'm doing because I'm going back to the place of heaven 
the country in heaven as a man, and I'm going to authorize the Holy Spirit as Elohim to come back and live in you and govern you like he did in the beginning. So everything you see me do, you can do. If I laid hands on the sick and they recovered, you can do it. And heaven must back you up because there's a man, glory, in heaven. And there's a man who can come to earth anytime you get ready. <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my. If we could get that, just that alone, and understand, when we say, Lord, come help me, for what? Listen, everything is open. The garden has reopened. <laughs> the garden is, is in place. I mean, you can just do this thing. You can call heaven in the earth anytime you get ready. You can call heaven, I'm going to say it again, you can call heaven to manifest in the earth anytime you get ready. Anytime. Oh, me, I got to stop. I'm really just getting into the, the working of this. Identity. Where I come from. What I supposed to do. Greater works. That's what I supposed to do. Didn't he walk on the, on the law that governed the law of buoyancy and walked out there? It wasn't water he walked on. He walked on the law that he knew about and that he believed in as a man. Man, no laws, discover laws, then you operate the laws. What stops people from walking on water today is the system. That's a symptom that's declaring the system that's on the inside. Well, Pastor, you go out there and walk. I'm not walking. I'm swimming. I don't have no reason for it. He, that were, listen, purpose made a demand for him to walk on that law. Purpose made a demand. That was in purpose for him at that time. To show up on that water to send a message to those scholars he was teaching. Purpose demanded it. You, you're going to see what potential that you will possess when you get born again. What, how do you think when Kepha walked about people, didn't touch him and shadow heal them? Then didn't touch no oil, no nothing. He just walked by them. Folk got healed. Demons crying, coming out. Didn't touch nothing. How do you think that Sheol had in his thinking that he could, a uh, snake, poison snake could bite him and not kill him? That's, man, you ain't. You can't stop my purpose. Tell your neighbor, you can't stop my purpose. All right, I'm, I got to stop here. See, this one he messes. I just go on and on and on. You can't stop, though, we, at least we got three. Who am I? Where I come from? And what I'm supposed to be doing? Let's focus on, focus on what you're supposed to do. Trying to make money, but not walking in purpose. That's why the plans are not working. Purpose precede the plans. Many are the plans of a man's heart. <laughs> Many plans and not walking in purpose. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Final closing. I used to play the guitar. I played the guitar because I was always thought, I was always taught to appreciate 
uh, things that you have and take care of. I was taught that when I didn't have nothing. You see, didn't have nothing. Still was taught principles, precepts. So I believe in principles. I believe in precepts. You don't have to have something to take care of it. And by the way, you won't get nothing if you won't take care of it. Now, you can go get it, but it won't be a product of the Father's provision because it's going to force you to go to work to pay the note on it. If it's a product of his provisions, you said, heck with y'all, this job temporary. I'm just banking up money. You ain't got to tell them that. You're just banking up money to do your own thing. Hey, I'm not thinking about y'all. Y'all ain't bothering me. I'm not going out and getting no big notes, and you're going to make me go to work? That ain't happening. <laughs> Follow your purpose. I was taught that. And my sister, um, uh, back in the 60s, she went to UAPB. And we, I was riding a cotton sack then. Mama and them picked cotton. Mama and them, they all started putting money together to send Ruth to the college. My older sister, she passed. Whew. And she was, she was somebody, I'll tell you. I told Renee, boy, I wish you could have met her. She would have been so crazy about you. But Ruthie went to college. She became a nurse, went to New York. And she won Christmas. You know, we didn't know no better. We were celebrating Christmas. And then this big truck pulled up outside in the front of the house. That big old truck doing out there, gravel road, right over there in West Memphis. They call it the bottom now. And all these big boxes they started unloading. What the heck is going on? What they doing? They trying to bring us some cardboard or one of what? Because, <laughs> you know, we haul cardboard and sold it to make money. Go around these different stores, cardboard be in the back of the store, break the boxes down, load the truck, load all week, how long, however long it took to get, get a good load up. And, man, and it was Ruth that had sent, sent Mama fur coats and this and that. Sent me a swing, 27-inch swing bike. If you know anything about 10 speeds, top of the notch. She bought the most expensive bike. Sent it to me. Sent my sister a keyboard. Sent her stuff. Sent me a guitar. So I, I learned to play it. She had given it to me. At least I could learn to play the thing. And when I'm, I'm not a, a musician, minstrel, though. That's not my purpose. But I still learn how to play it. And then the guys that were teaching me how to play, they just do them fingers and all that stuff. Man, I had to really work on something that I was not designed to do. But because of my mindset, not being a quitter and being appreciative, I'm at least learn how to play it. And uh, Noah's truth. He's played his eyes at brother stuff. And man, he, they, and I would have to really work on it. His fingers just real number. You know, I was working. So mine was, you know, I, anyway, I learned how to play the guitar. And I started playing and stuff like that. But that wasn't my purpose. I finally got rid of it. I just busted up in the middle of the street and never picked it up again. And some people ask, why don't you start back playing? Because I'm not a, a minstrel, a musician. That's not my purpose. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that's your purpose. And if you continue to do things that you are not designed to do, you will hinder your destiny. Then we're going to talk about destiny. You will, slow, you will slow everything down, and a lot of problems, a lot of, all this stuff ain't the devil fighting you, by the way. Now, quit blaming. The devil's sitting at the, at, uh, out, out, outside crying because everybody blaming him for everything. You know, I know I did some stuff. You, I ain't going to tell you the story. I have time to tell it. But I know I did some stuff. They blame me for everything, though. Mr. Devil, why are you crying? Because <laughs> they blame me for everything. <clears throat> They didn't do nothing. They blame me for everything. 
Devil ain't the cause of everything. The primary cause is ignorance of purpose. Well, thank you so much for your attentive ears. We're going to pray. Man, I got some good notes, but I didn't let the notes leave. Go to the next one. We'll go back up there. Why am I here? Oh, we already had the scripture. Look at that. I'm telling y'all to get it. It was right there. How many, just be honest with me, how many of you all can get impregnated with the idea, with the truth that your future is in you? I'm, I'm ministering in spirit now. I'm, 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 out of, I'm, stop, I'm through teaching. Y'all can record for 